Hello and welcome to episode 5 of Parking Thought, the podcast and YouTube channel where I share my thoughts when I park, sometimes in a chair and oftentimes in my car. On this show we explore the contribution of systems and people we often take for granted. Curiosity, meet gratitude. My name is Jacob and you're a part of the best audience in the internet. In this epi- in this edition we're going to go ahead and take a look at Disney's latest contribution to the feminist movement. Yes, believe it or not, Disney has been making contributions to the feminist movement, and it's been quite interesting to consume and watch these. And so to put this in perspective here, Disney owns quite a bit of digital media, right, or media um, that they've been producing and doing lots of different ways of it, and there's all sorts of things that have been coming out and and so I want to take a look at two particular, maybe maybe a couple more, but two in particular uh, examples of their contribution to the feminist movement. And and while the feminist movement means different things to different people, what I'm referring to here is the um, emancipation and recognition of of women as uh, strong um, and capable you know, individuals. And I really think that one of the turning points for this in Disney's um, portfolio was really with Frozen. Um, Frozen has a very interesting origin story, um, which I believe Charles Duhigg had written about uh, in his book, uh, Smarter, Faster, Better. And a neat one to listen to and read. Their origin story for the film actually talks about how they had a full, complete version of it. They showed it to John Lasseter. John Lasseter, as you know, was the guy who um, pretty much ran Pixar, directed Toy Story and Bugs Life and a lot of those early um, Pixar films uh, that allowed it to be uh, established and have its name uh, on the map. So... So they showed this early film to Lassiter for for uh, for um, Frozen, and you know there were some good elements of it, but everybody kind of felt like uh, wasn't good enough, and they were very close to release date, and so um, you know the 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 folks who were working on it, you know, stepped away for a little bit and tried to rework. And when they came out of reworking it, and again, Charles Duhigg does a better job telling that story in his book, which I'll link to in the show notes here. Um, they they reworked it and then they ended up with uh, you know let it go song got introduced and and from there they rewrote the story so that way it would fit so the narrative wouldn't be handsome man saves you know darling princess the narrative ended up being two sisters um, who love each other despite their differences can overcome things what a powerful and realistic message that had not been told at that level of quality in film um, and so not only just the music but the the, the relatability of the story, um, and women are 51% of the population on the earth, right? They're not a minority. They might be a minority in certain work environments, but they're absolutely not a minority. And so having uh, that story available, you know, and, and that theme available is one of the reasons why it made that show so popular. And Disney didn't just stop there. And I'm not sure how one thing led to the other. I'm not, I don't work for Disney, so I don't know about one thing leading on to the other, but I do know that in the Marvel uh, films, you do see female characters stepping up to the plate. Um, we see Agent Carter, right? So Agent Carter did not get her own uh, film, <clears throat> but she was a powerful character in the the Captain America uh, movie. And then she, you know, had a spinoff TV show that ran for two seasons. And again, strong female character in that role. Disney um, did something really neat with Captain Marvel, putting her as the first um, feature-length, you know, 
female character um, in, in one of the Marvel series movies. And what a profound statement that was. Um, and in that, you know, the character is shown as being, you know, a fighter pilot and a few other things and, and just really well done as far as, you know, contributing to this narrative that women are capable and, and, and can do amazing things. It was nice to see that hero story. And I appreciate this as the, as the father of daughters, right? I want them to see those characters in their life. Now, the most recent one I want to talk about is actually um, the live action remakes that they've done for Lion King. Didn't see it. Probably not going to. Lion King wasn't my favorite movie. Dumbo, yeah, not going to see that one either. Dumbo was not, you know, a classic for me that I want to go see a live action remake. The The one that really kind of stuck out was the one that my, my oldest daughter and I went and saw, and that was Aladdin. And, um, you know, it's very much, how to say it, the, a European um, cast in a lot of ways. Um, the, the main cast is very European. Well, the supporting cast is, is very much, you know, uh, has a heritage that makes it look like they're from, you know, the, the, the countries that were, oh, I don't know what the right phrase is. Um, so I'm looking here. So, so the Islamic world, maybe a better way to say that. And, and, you know, that, that's interesting of itself, right? I think that just indicates where we're at as far as Hollywood goes. Um, and that's, that's capturing it in this point in time. You know, this is the same reason why I believe the Song of the South should be released as well, not because it's a statement of where we are today, but a statement of how we saw the world at the time, both at the time that the the time period the movie is reflecting and then the time period, you know, that it was created. I think Song of the South should get released from both of those perspectives. Um, but where we're at right now as a society is they, they redid Aladdin, right, which is a story that, you know, definitely comes from um, the the islamic part of the world right and that's really powerful in itself um that they've done this twice and on the second round that they did they included a song that was not in the original and it was where we have jasmine singing about not being silent anymore okay now now where would that be an important you know theme right jasmine is singing about not being silenced anymore by the people in her lives. And, and when we stop and think about that, what a powerful statement that is. Because, you know, even today, um, there are countries and systems and societies where women are considered uh, second class, you know, in, in the perspective of the rights as we are used to seeing them, right? So our Western culture views rights as equal across men and women. We didn't always used to see it that way. But we tend to do that now. And there are societies where legally, right, women's testimonies are worth half of that as a man in court, right? And where their ability to speak is not there and where their, you know, religious traditions talk about how women are deceiving at times, right? And now maybe some of those things have been taken out of context, you know, the, the deceiving quote part, right? And a few other things. But, but they're still a part of that system in society today, so to have Jasmine, you know, played by a very capable actress, um, be able to sing about not being silent anymore, and the fact that they chose to work that into the script. Remember, they could have done a shot-for-shot -shot remake of the animated version. You know, we have the digital capabilities to do that, but instead they didn't. And if they were going to change things and give Jasmine the opportunity 
to be more powerful, right? So that's a first choice. Jasmine in the original was just kind of a passive character. Jasmine in the remake was definitely not a passive character. And then her struggle was about being heard. And I, I think that that is a great contribution to feminism. Um, feminism in the broad sense, not necessarily in the there's lots of ways to take feminism. Please don't take it the way I'm not intending. Um, but if you'd like to argue, you know, you're welcome to leave a comment in the notes below, right? Um, you're allowed to do that on the internet. We're allowed to disagree, and that's fine too. Uh, what a great contribution it is, though, to not be silent and to move things forward. And so I'm not sure if you noticed that when you were watching those movies, but I, I encourage you, take a take a listen or a read to Charles Duhigg's, you know, Smarter, Faster, Better. Again, I'll link it in the show notes. And uh, take a look at the new Aladdin and see if you can see the theme of strong feminism. I think uh, Disney is still experimenting with this theme to find out where it is commercially acceptable and where um, they can they can kind of improve and make contributions on this. So that's still new territory for them as a culture, and we'll have to see how it plays forward. But I'm glad they're at least trying. Um, they may not do it perfectly, but they're, they're trying. And there's something to that. And I think it'll be neat to see what comes next. And so that's a, that's a good place for us to be right now as a society, is trying to do and improve things. Well, that's it for this episode. This podcast can be delivered directly to your favorite device by using the subscribe links you can find in the show notes or over at parkingthought.com. And remember, in a world where you can choose to be anything, why not choose to be grateful? <laughs>